0: Many are getting rich, many are failing, and many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become and overcome in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa. Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith. The Holy Spirit and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is a senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Kolipad Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's Word through His special servant. And now, today's message. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father.
1: Let's open right now. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare my heart is open. My mind is ready to receive with humility your word that is able to change my life. Declare I shall be changed. I shall be empowered by the power of God's word. And I declare, come on, declare it with faith. I declare my life will never be the same again. In the name of Jesus Christ. Holy Ghost come on let me hear you say Holy
0: Ghost
1: tonight speak to me say tonight lift me up say tonight build me up by the power of your word in Jesus name Someone shout a big amen now give a clap offering to the Lord Jesus kindly take your seat in the presence of the Lord hallelujah oh I say hallelujah ask somebody beside you are you ready for the word of god now what did the person see the person is just looking at you right glory to jesus christ acts chapter number 20 acts chapter number 20 the verse number 32 paul oh, the apostle made a profound statement when he was ending the latter power he was drawing nearer into the latter part of his ministry and uh, he speaks to the church just before he will be arrested when he went to Jerusalem. The Bible says, that this is what he told them, he said, So now brethren, I commend you unto God. I commend you unto God and to the word of His grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all those that are sanctified. Paul was telling them that I am handing you over. Uh, As I have been with you, I have been your father, I have been your pastor, I have been your teacher, I have been your tutor, I have been your instructor, I have been your defender, I have been your guide, I have been the one who shows you the way. But now I am about to be taken away from you. Uh, It is even likely that those of you who have seen me today, you will see me again no more not because I am dead, but because something is going to happen to me that is going to cause you not to see me anymore. I am going to be arrested. And he said that whilst I am away from you, I am committing you over unto somebody. And he said that what was he committing them unto? He said, I commit you, I commend you unto God and unto thing of value to you, what they should leave with you is the word of God. Are we together? What they should leave you is, is, to, is the word of God. He said, I give you through God's grace, I give you unto God and to the word of his grace. And he said that that word is able to build you up, is able to establish you, and is able to deliver unto you, give unto you an inheritance. Meaning the word of God can bring an inheritance. The word of God can bring a specific result into our lives. The word of God is not to be taken for granted. It has the capacity. It has the ability to give unto us something. Hallelujah. Are we together? Say, I receive from the Lord tonight. Because I receive from his word. Paul knew that the first thing he can leave them to for them to be able to become who God has called them to is the Word of God. It's the Word of God. So in the book of Timothy, you realize that in 2 Timothy chapter number 1, he talks to Timothy and tells him about how he has been taught the Word of God from his youth and how he has known the Word of God. That was why Timothy even eventually became a pastor. Because even though he may not have been with his parents for long, at the time he was 15 years of God, Timothy was strong in the word of God. Timothy was strong in what God had said. So Paul, Timothy, Paul told Timothy that son Timothy be strong in the grace of God. How will it trust Timothy to be strong in the grace of God? It is because Timothy had the word of God. Timothy had God's word. Look, the amount of God's word that you have is a determinant of how successful you will be in life. The word of God can make you successful in life. The other day, I was teaching you about the various benefits of the word, and I've to you so many. I think I had about 14 benefits. I took you through about 10 different benefits of the word. God's word has the ability to sanctify us. God's word has the ability to enlighten us. God's word has the ability to heal us. God's word has the ability to keep us in health. God's word has cosmetic effects that can affect our outward ability, our outward outlook. God's word is able to cause us to shine. It's able to cause us a cosmetic effect on us. God's word is able to empower us with wisdom. It's able to impart the wisdom of God into us. The entrance of His thy word, gives a life and brings understanding to the simple. God's word has the ability to guide us in the path of life. He said, thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So God's word can show you the way to go. God's word has the ability to keep us morally strong, morally upright. You find that it's as though your character is going in the wrong direction and you are trying your best to do the right thing and yet the addictions, the desires are so strong. Oh, the psalmist said that word have I hidden in my heart that I might not against you. He said thy word have I hidden, so that I will walk upright. How else shall a young man, a young woman keep his word pure, or except by taking heed to the word of God? So God's word as the moral effect. So Paul was expressing confidence in the word of God. Some one verse one, the Bible says, "Blessed O my is the one who does not walk in the council of sinners, nor sit tele, in the seat of the unholly." Oh no, no. no. No, no, stand in the way of the ungodly, nor sit in the seat of scorners but his delight is in the word of the Lord, and upon the word does he meditate day and night. The Bible says, Such a man shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water, whose leaf will never wither, and he shall be he shall bear his fruit in his season, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Why? Because not only does sanctify himself from ungodly people, but he gives his delight. His delight, his greatest delight is not in natural things. His greatest delight is not in social media. His greatest delight is not in the things of the flesh, but his greatest delight is in the word of the Lord. He delights in God's word. He said that such a man shall be blessed in his deed. Whatever he does shall prosper. He said that he shall be. In His season, what? Because it gives attention to the word. So God's word is powerful. God's word brings us instruction and guidance. Any time that we are, we are we are we are we are we are supposed to be submitted and subjected to the word of God is an opportunity for our lives to improve. Hallelujah! And so tonight, I declare that your life will improve. Why? Because the word of God is coming to you. Tell somebody my life is improving. I can't hear you declare my life is improving. The Bible tells us in the book of uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, the verse number 18, that we all with an unveiled face, according to New King James. uh, Old King James says that with an open face, uh, beholding us in the mirror or in the glass, the glory of the Lord we are changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the spirit of the Lord he said that when we are looking into the word of God with an open face Look, with an open mind, with an open heart, are we together? When your heart opens up to the Word of God, why is it that so many of us come into contact with God's Word week in, week out, day in, day out, and yet we are not receiving or we are not being changed by God's Word? And one of the reasons is whether are we open to it or not. Are we open to the impact of God's Word? How our hearts open up? Have we desired that God today, I am not leaving this place the same. Because I know God, your, word has the to trans, your word has the ability to transform me and to change me. Have you decided to give yourself over to the word of God? We are with an open face, beholding us in the glass. That means that we must look. We must be looking into God's word. We must be giving attention to God's word. Us in a glass. As though we are looking in the mirror, in that mirror, in that glass, we see the glory of God and we are changed gradually, gradually, gradually into the same image. And that's one of the things we need to understand about God's word. It has ability to gradually lift us from where we are to where we are supposed to be. if we give attention to it. A lot of times when we, go, when we are listening to the word of God, and we are reading the word of God, it seems as though we are, nothing is happening. But listen, be faithful to it. Be faithful to it. One day lady came to tell me that, oh, pastor, you asked me to read the Bible, but I realize as though I'm not understanding. What was she saying is as though... Uh, what you have told me, I am not seeing the impact that I, I, I was expecting to see. That is how God's word is. It works little by little. Little by little. Anybody who is a true uh, uh, gymnast or somebody who, uh, who, who, who works out will realize that when you go to the gym or you, uh, you exercise the first day, you get up and you are expecting that the way you are sweating, your stomach has disappeared. Your ability your ab- 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 has disappeared. Now the, the muscles, the way because of, come on, the way I'm sweating, I think something should happen. You go and stand in front of the mirror and the stomach is still dancing. Hey. And you are like, hey, after all that I have done, all this sweating, my muscles are in pain. I can feel, it's like uh, the achievers went for hiking on uh, Saturday, it was the last week Saturday. And so some of them, the way they were tired, by the time they came back, they thought they should have lost, uh, they, they should have shed off all the week when you are exercising, it looks as though nothing is happening. But one day, even you you know you don't even know exactly when your body begins to. Change. One day you stand in front of a mirror and you realize that, ah something is happening. Something is happening. The time exactly that it happened, you don't know when it happened. You don't know when the body started changing. You don't know when the muscles started coming. You don't know when the back started fixing. My God, oh. But if you continue at it, I say if you continue at it, one day you look at yourself in the mirror and you say that, ah, oh my God, ah, no pain, no gain. No pain, no gain. That is how the word of God is, right? You are reading. You are listening. I've come for miracle service. They see the word of God can make you rich. I've come out have checked my account and still are nothing is happening there. And so over the L G A Diagro. Over the IGA Diagro. Is anybody you have ever come to your mind like that before? <laughs> I that think that thing, that thing, that, sure. That's been because when they say it, it's like ah the world is, is going to manifest tomorrow, you finish that and you're like ah tomorrow a miracle is going to happen. Hey, my God, my God, my God. Allah subhanahu wa taala Glory to Jesus Christ. You are not the only one who has thought that way before. Glory to Jesus. But if you give yourself to race. That's why last month I was talking a lot about faithfulness. You see, faithfulness is not just about maybe showing loyalty to a man of God or... No, no. That is one aspect of faithfulness. Faithfulness basically means ability to remain at something that you believe and continue doing it even when you don't think you are seeing results. until the time comes when your faith produces results. That is continuing, remaining constant. So he says that, do not be wary in well-doing. In other words, don't get tired in doing the right thing. It, that means that, that it, it, it's very serious. Too. It means that any time you are doing the right thing, there's a propensity for you to get tired. It is likely you feel frustrated. So Paul would tell them that don't get tired in doing the right thing. Don't get tired. Do not get weary in well-doing in other words, we are not the only ones who, who felt three coming to church over and over again. Matunyum <speaking in> sa. <Spanish> Almost when you serve God, God will bless you. Matunyum sa. Reheza la for Reheza. Hey! downloading yes, I now. So I want to serve God because they say when you serve God, He will bless your water, He will bless your corn, He will bless your wine. He says, Ah, oh, you will not be barren, you will not miscarry, you have a, 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 a long fruitful life. Oh my God, see Exodus twenty five, 26. now. So stiller, Someone is a but let me show it to you. Galatians chapter number six. Galatians chapter number six. The verse number eight. Galatians chapter number 6. Oh God. He said, He that sweats to his flesh shall not the flesh reap corruption. Ah, almost. <laughs> and he that sows to the spirit shall not the spirit reap a light everlasting. Almost the So they are telling us to do the things of the spirit. Look at the verse number nine. He continues the thought in the verse number 9. And let us not be weary in what? Well doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. In other words he knows that will feel like fainting. Give me another version. Let's look at the New King James version. Let us not be weary. Let us not grow weary while doing what? Good. For in due season we shall reap you see, so, he knows that there is a due season. But sometimes, once you are doing the right thing, you may not see that due season. You may not see that due season. When you are keeping yourself to the word of God, day in, day out, it seems as though, as for me, my season is not coming. But he says that there is a due season. Can we look at the same uh, uh, scripture in NIV? He we will risk if we do not lose her. We'll reap if we do not lose us. Now, NIV says, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time. Someone said the proper time. There is a proper time. Hallelujah. So at the proper time, we'll reap the harvest if we do not give up. Can we look at the same scripture in the amplified version of the Holy Bible? There is a proper time coming. That time when it manifests. Oh, everybody will know that indeed it is God. Everybody will know that indeed it is God. He said, let us not lose heart and go weary and faint in acting nobly and doing right. Wow. And faint and get tired. For in due time, and at the appointed season we shall reap. If we do not lose it and relax our courage and faith. You see, the Bible knows us. The Bible knows that. There's an answer in the Bible for every human problem. Because the Bible is the basic instruction before leaving it. Whatever you need to know. I don't know. Today I'm here to talk about fasting and prayer. about. I don't know why my introduction is going in this direction. Maybe somebody feels like giving up. God says don't give up. Hallelujah. God says that what? Don't give up. Don't give up. Lift up up the right hand. I refuse to give up. I'll keep believing See, I'll keep believing. The Bible tells us in the book of Acts, is it chapter number 12 or chapter number 13? The Bible tells us that John the Baptist was in prison. John the Baptist had been arrested by Herod because he was telling Herod the truth. And telling Herod, I know what you are doing is wrong. You cannot be marrying your brother's wife and then take your brother's wife and marry her and then openly show her out like that. The Bible tells us that because of that, uh, because of the hate that Herod and his wife had for John the Baptist, John the Baptist had been arrested. Now, John the Baptist was the one that the Bible called the voice in the desert, the voice in the dry places, who was announcing the way of the Lord, saying, "Prepare ye the way of the Lord," saying that there's somebody coming that is higher than me. He is going to be. He's going to be the one. With whom God is going to establish his kingdom. So this man was a kingdom preacher. Are we together? He was a kingdom preacher. He was somebody who announced the kingdom of God. He was a forebearer that God has sent to prepare a people for himself. The Bible said that he would send the heart. Of the fathers to the sons, and the sons, the heart of the sons unto the fathers. He was a preacher of righteousness, turning people to the Lord. And yes, in the midst of this holy work, he was arrested and put in prison. Prison does not mean that he was put in a five-star hotel. Sometimes when we read the Bible, we don't picture it, but you should picture it. He was put in prison, where and prison smells. In prison, you are not able to do what you want to do. You are not able to go where you want to go. You are under the guard of soldiers who will be taunting you and making fun of you. Probably in his house, uh, before he got there, somebody had eased himself over there. That place was not a good place for a prophet to be. A man of God. An anointed vessel. Somebody whom the Holy Ghost speaks to. I'm talking to somebody who, because God uses you a little, he thinks I shouldn't go through any trials and challenges. If God is for me, why am I going through what I'm going through? If God is at work in my life, if I have the anointing, why am I going through After all the visions that I have, am I am not seeing any progress in my life. John the Baptist. The voice of the Lord. The voice of God in his time. The Bible said that in that time there was no open vision. In other words, there was no prophetic voice. So at that time, the reason why the people were going all the way to the wilderness to go and listen to John the Baptist was because he was a voice that was lacking in such a time. The Bible teaches that for about 400 years, the people, no prophet was coming to say touch here the Lord. So when somebody come and tell them that God is speaking, he was the only and uh, the major voice in the time. And so no matter what if he said, if they say that this man is easy uh, to look the reason why uh, not everybody is even coming to overcome nation is because in just a cry, even just personal here alone, they are other people of God. Who are also prophesying. Who are also showing the pure word of God. Who are also doing the things of God. So there is no such a lack of the voice of God. Are you understanding me? So John was in a time when there was no speaker like him. And so the masses were going all the way to the wilderness. Because they needed to hear a word from God. So John was a crowd puller. <laughs> he was a crowd puller. The Bible tells us that even respected dignitaries will leave their work in the city and go to the wilderness to go and look for John. Even those who did not like his message were still so strongly pulled by the power of his ministry, the uniqueness of his ministry, in such a time that they went all the way to the wilderness. where hear here, the one who says, I am the voice in the wilderness, the voice of God, saying that prepare ye the way of the Lord. And then despite all of these things, Telling people that God lost you. God wants you to repent. You go through this trial. If you are joining the Baptist, how will you feel? Come on, let's be honest here. How will you feel? You, 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 all of a sudden, you start feeling like you are going weary. You are getting tired. Am I right? Come on, let's be real. Come on, why? what is happening? You start asking questions. So the Bible said that John the Baptist called some of his disciples when he was in prison and said that go and ask that man because I know surely in the day that he came to be baptized, I saw the heavens open and I saw the Spirit of the Lord descend upon him in bodily shape as a dove. Before he came, the Lord had told me that as you are baptizing, the one whom I will cause my spirit to descend, uh, As that and remain, he is the one that you have been preaching about. He is the one that you have been talking about. That means that even though John the Baptist uh, was a cousin of Jesus, uh, he did not know that Jesus was the one. Uh, they went to two runs together. He did not know that Jesus was the one. Uh, they went for family meetings together. He did not know that Jesus was the one. All he had were prophetic indicators uh, that this is how God will reveal to me the one who is going to be. The Messiah, who is going to be the one who is going to lead the children of Israel into their destiny, is going to be the king of the Jews. He did not know until that revelation came to him when Jesus came. So when he saw the Spirit come upon Jesus, he said, what are you doing? You are the one I don't need to baptize you. You even need to be baptizing me. But Jesus said, I suffer it to be so for now. He said that we have to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus understood the rules of engagement. He knew that he needed an introduction into a dimension of spirituality, into a dimension of ministry. It was John the Baptist that introduced Jesus and told the people, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. So from that day, people started following Jesus Christ. Listen, the reason why some things are not following you is because you have not been introduced yet. You may have a prophecy, but you may not have an introduction. Behold the Lamb of God, not taken away the sins of the world. From that day, oh my goodness. Even some of John's disciples started leaving him. John never got jealous. He never got jealous. Because he knew that it was an order that needed to be followed. Glory to Jesus. So, I'm just giving you, uh, letting you know a little about the background of John the Baptist. And so John the Baptist, the voice of the Lord, is in prison. He's not getting good food. Even the disciples who have been water for him, so they cannot carry fetch water for him anymore. And then he sends them, he says, I'll go to Jesus. Because I thought Jesus should have heard by now that I have been arrested. He is truly the one whom he says he is. He's the Messiah. He should probably have organized some people and come to break me out of prison by now. So he said, go and ask him, are you the one to come? Or are we to expect another? Are we to expect another? Oh my God. Are we to expect another? Because (laughs) prison no sweet. At that point, even the anointing, sometimes God will allow you to go through an experience and even wonder whether you are anointed. Whether you are even anointed. And that's why sometimes we are pushed to compromise and to do things that we don't want to do. He said, are you the one who is to come? Are you the one that the scriptures are spoken about? Are you the one that the Holy Ghost has ministered to me about? Or are we to expect another? The Bible tells us that Jesus Christ, he did not answer them. All of a sudden, he starts a miracle ministry. And then he calls, why are the deaf be healed? Why are the blind be free? Why are the dead rise up? And so right there in the ministry of Jesus, they begin to see the deaf here. They begin to see the dumb speak. They begin to see the blind see. They begin to see the gospel preach to the poor. They begin to see ah, women who are in pain and their children are restored back unto them. And then he tells them, he said, go and tell John the Baptist, ah, what you have seen, ah, that the deaf hear, the dumb speaker, the blind see, the gospel is, the dead are brought back to the life. The gospel is preached to the poor and blessed is the man who is not weary." Please don't no worry. And I don't get offended in me. Have you been, have you, you've been there where sometimes you feel like it is justified to be offended with God? He said that, don't get weary in me. I don't, come and look at that scripture. Acts, uh, Matthew chapter number, I think 12 from the verse number 10 thereabouts. You see the scripture. Hmm. And then let's look at the verse number eleven. Verse number twelve. Verse number thirteen. All right, let's look at Matthew chapter eleven, rather Matthew chapter eleven. Jesus Christ. Uh Say so very well I told you, among them that are born of women, there is no reason a greater than John the Baptist. Notwithstanding he that is lived in the kingdom, is greater than he. Let's look at the verse number 12. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violence taken by force. Now let's take it from the verse number 9. Let's take it from the verse number 9. Uh, verse number 9. Uh, what do you out to see a prophet? Let, let's, let's start from verse 7. Let me see something there. Verse 7. concerning okay. John? Okay, so let's go further back. Amen and amen. Let's go further back. Let's go to verse 5, right? The way we are jumping to let's jump to verse Let's type now. Uh-huh. Okay, so let's jump to the verse 3. Uh, very soon we'll get to verse number 1. <laughs> or we should just go to verse 1, Braco. <laughs> Alright. They say we should go to verse 1, Braco. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. Matthew eleven. And, took heaven, and commanding his twelve disciples, he departed then to teach and preach in their cities. Verse number two. And so while he was preaching, now when John heard in the prison, what did he hear about Jesus? He was in prison. He had in the prison the words of Christ. He sent two of his disciples. What did he tell them to do? Verse three. Almost losing his conviction. Ah, have, you, have you been there when you had an encounter with God and you're like, ah, there's nobody like God? I, I know God. God is so real to me. I feel the power of God. I, 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 do you know when you pray, you see instant miracles and instant results. Man, God is alive in me. God is alive. He's the greatest. John the Baptist is the greatest. But he who is listening to is greater than he. I don't know, but today I came to preach something totally different. But it looks like the past 40 minutes I've been sharing something totally different. (laughs) I wanted to come and share with you. First, I wanted to continue to send this message. And second, I want to prepare you for the fasting and prayer that's coming. But God wants to speak to somebody. Is there anybody you... God was speaking to you. You just felt like no. God was speaking to me. If there's anybody here like that, give me away. way. Give me away. way. Thank God, I at least I came because of you. Nevertheless, let me share with you one thought about fasting. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. One thought, just one thought about fasting. Fasting does not change God. He's the same before, during and after your fast. And we are fasting, We think we are moving God, but God hasn't changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Bible said they prayed and prayed. They cried and they prayed. They cast out using all the terminologies that they could imagine. Come out in the name of Jesus. Come out in the name of Jesus. Came out in the name of Jesus. Came out in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Go out in the name of Jesus. Go out in the name of Jesus. Went out in the name of Jesus. (laughs) They did everything. Nothing was working. Oh, I was there. I was standing behind my mother and I was looking at them. Amen and amen. And so, Jesus, prior to that, had gone onto a mountain to go and pray and to fast. He went with Peter, James, and John. So, whilst they were casting out demons, Jesus was fasting and praying. The Bible tells us, That it was there during the fasting and prayer that the Bible, the the, the Spirit of the Lord, a cloud came upon the mountain. And then the Spirit of the Lord came upon the mountain. And he saw Moses and Elijah. And God began to speak from the cloud. He said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. The Bible said before their eyes, the eyes of Peter, James and John, the raiment of Jesus' garments were transformed. It became white and shining and glistening. And the glory filled the atmosphere so much that they fell down and as dead. They fell down as dead. When they came to themselves, Peter, talkative, said, ah, Master, this is too so much because they saw Jesus and it was standing with moses and elijah how did they know that it was moses and elijah it was revelation that a realm of glory that you enter into you know things how do i know sometimes things that are happening in people's life it's not every day so sometimes people come and the other day one dear lady was giving them the pastor something has happened in my office can you tell me what it is it's not every day i know everything sometimes i don't know anything sometimes I just function by faith. Tim tell me as though you are supposed to read every book in the spirit. No. But when the glory comes upon you, all of a sudden, your eyes open. Your ears open. Your heart opens. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard. Neither has entered into the heart of any man. But when that glory comes upon you, all of a sudden, your eyes begin to see. You begin to know things all of a sudden. It's as though you begin to hear a voice. Look, at like the lady. I I was typing something came up for me and my my heart opened up and i heard the voice as though a man was speaking i heard the voice clearly i heard it word for word when you fast you get those encounters peter and james and john oh even though they were not jesus they were not praying like jesus yet even because they were in the atmosphere of the anointing they had that encounter ah peter said it is a good thing that we are here let us create Three tabernacles, one for yourself, because all of a sudden Jesus changed from an ordinary man to become a God. One for James, and one for Moses, one for Elijah. The man didn't want to leave the mountain anymore. Because of the encounter. During the come, upcoming fasting and prayer, you are going to have an encounter that you don't want to leave the mountain anymore. You are going to know things that you never knew. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So they had that encounter. Jesus said, I don't tell anybody about this. So actually, when they came down from the mountain, they never mentioned anything about the encounter until Jesus died and resurrected. That was what Peter wrote about in the book of First Peter. He said that we have this sure word of prophecy. He said we have encountered the glory. We've seen it. John said that we have seen. We have touched. We have handled of the word of truth. They knew what they we were talking about. They knew when, when they said that God dwells in light, they knew what they were talking about. They have seen it. They're the only ones who testify that way about God. I dwelt in light because they saw a certain light that they could not look upon. They had a revelation. Glory to Jesus. So Jesus said, don't tell anybody about it. So they came down. <laughs> when they came down, they looked ordinary. But you see, when you have encountered God, you are never ordinary. Never the same again. They look ordinary. Asha, they look like they're one of the people. Listen. Oh, as you're fasting and you're praying, there's a transformation that is taking place. Sometimes in the first car, you realize you may feel like you are losing weight. They, they may see you, they will think that you are just like them, but you're not just like them. Something has happened. The first time Jesus fasted, John chapter number 4, 40 days fasting and prayer. The Bible says in by the verse number 14, Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. And all of a sudden, His name began to spread abroad. Why was his name not spread abroad before? Because a certain dimension of power, he has not entered into a certain cloud of glory yet. The reason why some miracles are so person is because you have not entered into that glory cloud yet. There's a certain level that you need to get to for that testimony to be released. Somebody has me, fast and pray. You are going to enter into that glory cloud. Listen to me. Fasting and prayer builds spiritual so capacity. Build our faith. Build us into a certain dimension of power. And it is in that dimension of power that certain manifestations begin going to take place. Do you know that traditionalists, occults, they fast? They fast because they know power calls for sacrifice. And sometimes the sacrifice is for the food that you eat. Do you know that it's rich people fast a lot? A lot of people who are very wealthy, serious big time businessmen, they don't eat like that. They don't eat like that. As for you, your sister is a caterer. Your mother is a, a chubal breeder, <laughs> Your brother imports meat and chicken. So God has blessed you. I will eat, I will eat, I will eat, I will eat, oh. If I don't eat, <laughs> I will eat, I will eat. I'll eat, I'll eat, too. Oh. If I don't eat, hunger will make mess of you. <laughs> if you don't let hunger make a mess of you, Satan will make a mess of you. Praise God forevermore. And so, you now the demon, and the demon will not go. And so Jesus returns, the, the son, the father of the boy, runs to Jesus, prostrate the little master. If there's anything he can do, help us. Jesus said. Jesus said. It is not about what I can do. But if you can believe. All things are possible to him that believes. The Bible of the man said, I believe. Help down my own belief. The said, all of a sudden a crowd started coming. I don't know when to tell them. It started coming. Sometimes that's how God works. So, let's keep overcoming this nation. Let's keep at what we are doing. One day before I realize, the crowd started coming. The crowd started coming. And Jesus cast out that demon with a command. The the, the demon tore the boy one last time, threw him to the ground. And the boy was totally liberated. Now the disciples came to see Jesus. Master, why could we not cast this one out? Why were they questioning him? It's because they had been casting out other ones. And it was working. So why is this one not working? Jesus said, this kind, meaning there are different kinds of demons, different kinds of situations, different kinds of glory, different kinds of levels. If you want to keep advancing into various levels of life, you need to understand how to build capacity in spiritual things. Do you know that even among the, among the occult, there are different levels of sacrifice? That when you start, they can say, oh, bring this amount of money. Bring a cat. Bring a goat. The next one they say bring a, 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 a sheep. The next one they say bring a snake. The next one they say bring...
0: <laughs>
1: a bull. <laughs> See, I have not met the Hippopotamus one yet. Those of you who have gone and invited you to bring Hippopotamus, you better come and let us cast out some Hippopotamus spirit out of you. And the next one, they will say that, bring a human being. They will say, bring a mad person on the street. They will say, bring a child somewhere. As you grow, now they say, bring somebody that you love. Levels, I will say levels. So, there are levels that you get to. So, spiritually, in Christianity the, in, also, there are levels of power that you need to get to. If you are going to change levels in life, levels in the spirit, levels in power, and fasting and prayer, that is how we do it. Amen. I said that's how we do it. We don't bring chickens. We don't bring tortoises. We don't bring goats. We don't bring hippopotamuses. Hippot- Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, we don't bring brachas. My God, my God. Uh, this one is swine. <laughs> we don't bring swine. Praise God. Hallelujah! What we bring is prayer, fasting, heartfelt prayer, heartfelt fasting. So Isaiah, I want everybody to go and study Isaiah chapter fifty-eight, one to uh, one to twelve, one to thirteen, one to there somewhere. The whole of Isaiah chapter fifty-eight, (laughs) and said that there is a fast that is acceptable. Praise God forevermore. So Jesus told them the answer. He said, "This one coming not out." But by fasting and by prayer. By fasting and by prayer. We are going to change levels. Get ready. Prepare yourself. Start reducing the quantity of your food. (laughs) Amen. So that so that when we start you won't feel it like that. Amen and amen. The Lord bless you. In the name of Jesus. Celebrate Jesus Christ.
0: We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more enquiry Visit our website, www.emilasaokoni.com or call 0546-363957. God bless you.